What's up, everybody? This is V, aka. Ah, you know it already. I'm V. What's up? You've learned English. You can find me online. Find me on TikTok. Actually, I have to remember my name on TikTok. It's like a whole bunch of numbers, but um, I remember maybe it was just like something, something, two, something, something, username. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'll update and you can find me on Amazon uh, under Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. There's a lot that I, I, I'm going to just inundate you guys with uh, on this podcast series. And I'm thankful, thankful for everyone listening, thankful for everyone actually understanding what it is that I'm bringing as far as content. And I'm, yes, hit the subscribe button, let someone know, and thank you so much. And I'm really, I'm really getting into the groove of things, and I'll do a podcast series to let you know, uh, and all you guys know, uh, how appreciative of uh, this opportunity that I am. It's a lot that goes into basically creating a, a series or even writing, and so uh, this podcast series is also a part of the writer's room. And even if you don't see me writing every day. Uh, there is this point of writing uh, in my mind that is a part of a daily regimen, but you don't necessarily have to do that as far as getting your goal and as long as you get your goal done. Now, I'll, I'll peruse a lot of topics uh, this go-around, so please strap in and listen for five minutes and then you can look back in YouTube. <laughs> Hold on one second, one second. Okay, so the conversation that I was having earlier today basically entailed what I just mentioned and how an artist goes about uh, creating something or even as a, a craft or framework. And I've talked about this on this podcast series many times before, probably over a half dozen. And I, I find that when I come back to certain subjects and topics, then I have to explain them in a different light and then to explain them better uh, so that people understand the frame of reference as to why I'm explaining it. And when it comes to artistry or when it comes to being a creator or being a writer, you don't necessarily have to concentrate so much on the next person's writing style or how they go about inspiring themselves because yours is completely and entirely different by default. Um, those are certain semantics that, I mean, it's very simplistic, but it is very complex uh, the way that you think about it. And I'll explain the complexity with it just by, you know, looking into, for instance, your surroundings. Now, many artists, uh, obviously have their surroundings and how they influence themselves uh, from it. A street artist is uh, the grand uh, or best example that I could portray of this and then introd or inwardly or introspectively another artist could do something that is you know indicative of their ethnicity or something that they felt that they saw online or something that was different. And they could portray it that way, or i.e., 
from pop culture or media or give their own rendition of style of the things that they saw. Now, both are equally as important because one and both give time and frame reference of the time period and what you were experiencing. So you were looking at art into the 1950s and then you were looking at arts in the 2022 or the 2020s. And so then you could see the difference in the art styles and then see the similarities and how one pays homage to the next. Now, the point of me bringing this up is that there's so many different styles, right? <laughs> so many different dialogues that can be said uh, just from the written word and then how it's progressed over years. Um, obviously, we add, you know, different dictions and different words to the dictionary each year. Um, I think that's like a Guinness Book World Record thing going on or something, but you get to see how the progression of how important your message uh, becomes because then you get to write differently. It, it automatically sounds different. The setting looks different. Everything about what it is that you're expressing becomes different. And regardless if it's science fiction or not, it still is something in your head and then from your perspective. And I was jokingly saying this to someone that, you know, I heard from uh, another artist, and I've said this before on the podcast too, that even if it's in a woman's voice, you inevitably know that it's a woman's voice. And even if it's a male voice, you obviously know it is a male voice. So those are just certain things uh, to keep in mind uh, when approaching even myself uh, and the subject of writing and the writer's room. There's so many different things that have you know you go to school for and that someone tells you like this is uh, the quintessential master class like those are new york times bestsellers and those are people who have studied their craft and obviously have editors and people around them publicists who you know ideally know what it is that they're bringing but for the average joe and for people who are making it in the world <laughs> there are certain things that you know, have in their mind, like the first, first thing that you have to envision is yourself progressing this story and tweaking this story. And we use, I hate using that term, but going through and meticulously going and picking and choosing how you go about uh, writing and your craft. You can't make comparisons. Uh, that is the one thing that I never liked doing and the thing that I never liked uh, when other artists did it and try to compare themselves to a different artist. I mean, it's always good to look at someone's work and, and obviously you have to be a reader uh, to be a writer, but to have that aspect of understanding that the way that you live is entirely different from the next person and how that artistry has progressed is, is like, um, certain things that I learned as, as a young person and as a youth, and, and I won't even say as a kid, but as a, an adolescent or somewhere along the line, I, I kind of progressed and you know understood this, that me working in somebody else's framework didn't necessarily work for me, um, just as far as how I felt, what I like to look at, what I like to view, what I like to, you know, 
inundate myself with and how I felt inspired. And the time frame or the timing of it, you know, I could sit down for hours and hours and hours on end reading. I can spend hours and hours and hours on end watching something. I could spend hours and hours and hours listening to music and uh, doing, you know, conversely all of these things. And, and it's almost as if it's like a sponge and then soaking up all of this information. But necessarily not the next person would feel like they needed to do those things. Um, naturally, they could go off of their memory and they'd be like, yo, and then spend their whole entire afternoon inspiring themselves from just their imagination alone as if they were watching a Farscape or some science or sci-fi, whatever, or television. Like it, their level of imagination didn't need uh, whatever outside influence that you know I felt that I wanted and needed at the time. Those things are always um, paramount to writers and very, very, very important when anybody uh, looks into first and foremost getting their story and two, how their story progresses. That means from the point of deciding to write a story and then to the overall ending and conclusion and then filing for the bibliography or whatever references that they person used and then making sure that everything is edited and done uh, and, and pristine and clean. So that, that was just, I just had to say this just uh, as a disclaimer to anybody who looks at how I spend my days or what it is that I do. I mean, obviously uh, there is a point of rest and resting of this mind and then this mentality of doing something and uh, rendering uh, the sense of work. But to an artist, uh, it's almost as if their work is never done. And that's a cool thing to someone who <laughs> loves uh, working, but to someone who likes uh, balancing it differently, uh, this dynamic uh, can be arduous at times, and if they do it properly. Um, because I've seen many other artists have balance of family where they go and, you know, tackle a project and then always have time uh, throughout the day for their family and those who are important to them. And then they dive right back into their work and projects and then also still have that time for family. And they would spend months uh, doing work and then spend months um, battling, not battling, but uh, balancing uh, that family time and spending that, you know, period of inspiration and getting these uh, life instances I've seen many illustrators online you could find on Instagram. And one day I'm just gonna come with a whole bunch of names that you could just give shots out uh, to. And uh, you guys give me any recommendations of anybody who inspires you on Instagram. But just as a reference, somebody can be on there and I've seen it where they've got like this insane 15,000, 20,000, 700,000 following of people who like them and follow them on the ground. And these are just illustrators. These are just people who draw, inkers, uh, colorists. And they have where they, they have their own independent projects and then they have their own ideas, their own stories versus anybody else signing on to their work along with their commissions and along with everything else that they're doing and projects and people paying them to do stuff. 
and then there's this point where they have this rest and so that's like a month period or other artists who are really really popular spend almost however much time they choose because they need to build up their energy back or they need to you know finish their projects and then you know have this rest of the year in retrospect so those are certain things i also uh, wanted to comment and say that this is an active writing room and so i write as i you know speak to you guys and talk about some things some ideas that were floating around my head and then you know i would eventually write these all down as I go back and go through um, this process and go through all the things that I spoke to you. It's an interesting thing too. And I'll say this, uh, as these next few days, probably the next two, I'll be chilling and looking into a more progressive way of expressing self and then uh, developing and redeveloping the style. And uh, I was telling someone about this story and I never really liked playing into a change in time because obviously time is always going to be changing. And I love where you can give, you know, a frame of reference and a pinpoint. But this often, like, I, it was in my first book, in my second book, as in the, the big, you know, resolution or the big <laughs> uh, buildup of this conflict in, in the story. And it, it was a difference of men and women. Now, wow, fun fact, <laughs> I'm a dude, and um, I, I've always been a dude, um, forever will be a dude, like I just be chilling, but this aspect of being a writer is this cognizant moment that you realize of your sentience, or you realize uh, what your voice represents as a male. Uh, to the society that you were inevitably born in and inundated with all of this culture and all of this language. And you inevitably, first and foremost, as a child or as this entity, and then eventually as you grow older, understand uh, the differences between others and whatever it is that they claim to be. Now, this point of, and I'll make this, you know, make sense, for men and women to understand one another is kind of the first step that I've always sought when understanding anyone, um, regardless of what they were. And, and I often found this disconnect between men and women and just uh, communication and the things that they liked and the things that they wanted to surround themselves with. And so the breakdown of communication often was felt with uh, or met with actions. It was met with you know, words and, you know, it has been ingrained in the culture where there's still this sense of misunderstanding. And this is something since the beginning of time that I find uh, perplexing and quite uh, engrossing. Like it's, it's drawing me in to understand more of it, almost as if it was quicksand, but it's not. Because um, inevitably, if I have an answer for it, then I don't have an answer for it. Then I know I'm on to something. And so <laughs> it, it's basically um, to answer that question or to explain further is this miscommunication between men and women and what it is that they, they wish to represent. And so in my story, I have 
you know, obviously set the stage and the setting for people to forget their memories. And so they all have forgotten them. And it's not just one person, it's not just one area, it's kind of the whole entirety of the whole planet. But unbeknownst to all the people that are on it, you know, people are looking into, you know, anything that graphs of the past, anything that anyone knows of as far as a memory that can explain further the mysteries of life, regardless of if there is technology or not. And these men, which are bandit or just gladiator-like type of people, have banded together in this band of Crow, and Crow being as in the leader. And I love, 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 love. I can't even say love enough. Uh, the fact that I have this character in this story, and I began this uh, in the first book, and the fact that she was a part of the ending of the first book, spoiler alert, <laughs> but it was really uh, an aspect that I was uh, very uh, excited to write about it. And, and I know that somebody else would be excited to read about it because there was this sense of this age-old men and women like conflict. Literally, it was a woman battling men. And not to, you know, make up crazy ideals or scenarios, uh, she herself was battle-ready, uh, battle-tested, and uh, basically uh, a genius in the aspect of hand-to-hand -hand combat. And, and so she would go through and basically match her speed to the overall frame or whoever it was that she was in combat with. And all the men who she rolled with uh, respected this. <laughs> First and foremost, that, that will be the end of this podcast to let people know that, you know, in the story and give a backstory as to um, Band of the Crow or Crow, C-R-O, and to why her men respected her. I'll explain in the next podcast. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, the, the writer's room isn't done. So, so strap in, listen for a little bit longer, and you, you'll hear some more. <laughs> peace, peace. Thank you.